The pursuit of God doesn't stop when a believer gets saved. There is so much more to discover about a living and active God who is with us and in us. If you've ever thought to yourself, there has got to be more than this, you are in the right place. Welcome to the More of God, a safe place to explore the more. All right, so I am sitting here with Scott Johnson, and Scott and I go to the same church, and for a while we were in the same small group, and during that time we shared our testimonies, and I heard his, and I thought this is the perfect story for our uh, talk this month on Father God. So hi, Scott. Hi. Thank you for being here. You tell that to everybody. <laughs> what? The It's the perfect story. It is the perfect story. This is the perfect story. That's why you're here. All right. So if you can start with just a little bit about how you came to know God in the first place. Yeah, I was. So we were we we grew up Southern Baptist. So we were we were kind of the people that uh, that was there every time the church church doors were open. We were we were there. I was I was in vacation Bible school till I joke with my mom till I was like 24. (laughs) So, yeah, I was around it, you know, um, I was around it. I got baptized when I was like 13 and it was kind of one of those deals like, Hey, you're going to get baptized today. And I was like, cool. So I knew, I knew the verses, I knew the scriptures, I knew the pictures. Um, I knew like the ring cookies at vacation Bible school. But the big question is, did you have joy, 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 joy (laughs) down in your heart? (laughs) That was well played. Um, I know the song, (laughs) if that counts for anything, but yes, it was, that's, that's, that's who it was. That's what we were. We still, we were real churchy. Yes. Talk a little bit about your life, uh, as you were kind of in your teenage years. Teenage years were, were really good for me. I'm not one of those people that's like, I felt like the only person in the room, like that wasn't me. I was good at school. I was good at sports. I got to date who I wanted to. I was popular, like everything was was cool, especially on the outside. I had a big group of friends, and, you know, in high school, we did what we thought that you were supposed to do. We'd go out and party on the weekends, and but it didn't matter because the outside, the outside looked good. And I'm doing, uh, my, my grades are fine, and I'm getting um, letters from, from coaches to play college sports, and things appeared to be really really good but and they were like i had fun i loved it it was great it was it was fun but that was like the beginning of that was the beginning of the end so to speak and and then and then one i will say this in high school everything was going well i had a lot of fun i had everything that i wanted needed my parents were awesome but at that time like i'm still in church and every sunday i would hear the the laundry list of what not to do and i'd already done half those things so I was confused as to what to do now. You know what I mean? It was always taught, hey, don't do this. But I never heard, here's what you can do after you've done that. So that was the high school years in a nutshell. And then you talked about how that was the beginning of the end. Oh, so. we're, starting to, we're starting the downward spiral. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I went, I, I mean, I graduated high school with like a 3.7 GPA. And that was back before all the crazy stuff they have now. Where there's like a, a 17.0. 13.9, you know what I mean? You can't get an NC State if you have like less than a 4.5, <laughs> you know what I mean? So this was back in the old days. And yeah, I mean, I think I graduated like a 3.6, 3.7. In my second semester of college, I had a 0.0, and I couldn't figure out how. The answer to that is if you don't go to class, then you get a 0.0. But everything, like life became like 
I don't know, my selfishness and fear became more important. So essentially what happened, the long and short of it is um, the whole partying thing that we did in high school that was cool, instead of like a Friday and Saturday, it never really stopped. And that was like on a Monday at 10 a.m. And then it was on a Wednesday at 3 p.m. And and it just it just kept going. So that got more important than anything else. And And, you know, from the age of 19 till the age of 32 i can sum that up really really quick and say for 13 14 15 years um like the chains of of addiction were serious and to kind of i don't know prove myself as an addict alcoholic i've been to six treatment centers i've been arrested i don't know how many times i really don't and I generally, like, genuinely pushed away anybody that's ever loved me. Like, that's the truth. And I know people are like, how do you not know how many times you got arrested? Like, I, I don't. So it was, it was bad. I would go to a treatment center and get out and start using again. And I would go to a treatment center. And I, I, went, I mean, I went to Teen Challenge, which is a big Christian one. It just, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. And I tell you, you know, there's a bunch of aha moments that you have that I've had in life. And one of them was here and it was a long time ago. And I always talk about this whenever I speak is Brian was, was talking about, you know, growing up in, in church and, and with religious people. And I always had the thought that I had to get clean to get to God, not clean off drugs and alcohol. Yes, that, but just, I had to clean up who I was to get to him. And every time I would try to do that, I would, I would be, in the process of cleaning for a couple of weeks and then something would happen and then, and it would just be, woe is me, you know, and I can be, I can remember in my addiction every night praying, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Please don't let me do this. Please don't let me do this. And I would wake up the next day and I would call a drug dealer and he would answer his phone and say, yes, I've got something. And I would think, well, where were you God? Meaning that you expected him to, I, to, I to not make the guy answer right. or yeah, to yeah. stop in some way. Yeah, because I knew he could. Even then, like, I knew he had the power. But that, that's how, like, delusional and, and twisted the thinking was. I And it and it took me to get – I had to get my head busted. You know what I mean? Like, figuratively, like, I had to end up in, in jail and I had to end up in treatment centers and I had to push away everybody. Like, I, that's that's what had to happen for me. But back to the – the thing with Brian is I this thought that I had to clean up to get to him. And, and I heard that I didn't one day. If you'll get to God, he will clean you up. And that was like, well, I'm in. I, this is easy now. Can, can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah. So I had always believed in my heart that I had to come present myself to God holy and pure. Well, that obviously wasn't going to happen. I've, I, I did the, that, that wasn't going to happen. So religion started to be not about a set of rules, but about grace and about relationships. And the moment I heard that, it was like, oh my gosh. It was, that was like an aha moment for me. So I didn't have to like not cuss and I didn't have to not do this. And not, all the, the rules I'd always been told, I didn't have to do that anymore. It was just about grace. And at that point, like, you know, you start getting traction and then I would hear this and then I would hear this and then I would hear this. And then I put enough, you know, time that I, I get to build that relationship. And then, then, then there's no doubt. And ever since then, like it, it, 
Like I said, I got like forward traction mm-hmm. and then I learned to get out of the way and I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. There, there's no like magic formula. It was, it was me literally getting out of the way. I mean, yeah, there's some steps to take as far as showing up and, you know, going to God in prayer and building that relationship. Absolutely. But for the most part, it's like grace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to do anything. Yep. So let me let me ask you a question about grace, because this is a word that people sometimes have different perspectives about. You know, sometimes people will say, well, people just use the word grace as a license to sin. So how would you respond to that? Is that what grace means to you, that you get to do whatever you want, whenever you want? No, grace is like you did whatever you did and then you met God. So that's done. Now, I don't get to walk in sin and be like, oh, grace, grace, grace. Because once you, for me, once I met God, you know, and I touched on a second ago. Yeah, obviously I don't use anymore. I don't cuss that much. I didn't set out to quit cussing. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't my goal. It just happens as a byproduct of getting to know God. So, and that's what I was talking up about, about, you know, you don't have to clean up to get to God. Get to God and he will clean you up. A lot of the things in my life, I do better, not because I tried, but simply because I have that relationship and then he doesn't or they don't feel right. So I don't do them anymore. You know what I mean? So not, not works, but resting and letting him change you from the inside. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, the whole grace thing is it's grace before I met him. Mm -hmm. And now it's just me being an idiot. If I do it, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) That's what it is. So, and that still happens. That still happens. I, I promise you. There's still plenty of me being an idiot. So. so, you get to understand grace. You get to have this relationship with God. He's changing you from the inside. And now your life has completely changed from who you were 15 years right. ago. So, can you tell me a little bit about how your life personally has changed since then? So, 15 years ago, I'm homeless, um, unemployable, and it's just me. Nobody wants me around. My parents don't want me around. My brother doesn't want me around. I I mean, I've got nothing. You know what I mean? And so today, yes, there is a home. um, But in the home, I've since gotten married. We have since had a child. She previously had a child, so I've got two kids now. One's eight, one's seven months. And, you know, yeah, I do have a business that I get to help out other people and then they help me like tenfold you know I, I got stories one of my guys was um and i'm not going to use name but one of my guys was locked up for 10 years had a, had a 25 year sentence and was pardoned started working a couple years ago because he couldn't find a job anywhere else one of the guys in the church came to me and was like hey do you have anything sure and since then he's now in school he started his own business he still works with us he has gotten off probation. He, um, you know, had another one that had gotten married a year, got married about six months ago, um, just bought his first house, you know, and those are the things that make me tick now. Yeah, you're teaching them all the things you've learned, and it they're is. having the same breakthrough and freedom it that is. you had. It is. How cool is that? It's cool. Mark, <laughs> I'm going to give him a shout out. He told me a long time ago, he was like, you know, your business is your ministry, and I looked mm-hmm. at him like he was drunk. Because I don't, I don't, I didn't get that, and it, and and he told me that, and he explained it, and I still didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you fast forward like three or four years later, and I get it now. Mm-hmm. And he told me like, "Hey, pastors, we get an hour and a half. 
We get an hour and a half. Most people's attention spans 30 minutes. You know what I mean? So that's what we get. And you get every day. So I don't have to preach. I don't have to give suggestions. I have to be who I am, who God's made me to be. And people get to see that. Your life is a sermon. Right. Mm-hmm. But I get eight or ten hours a day. Mm-hmm. Just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I get it now. So now that you have two sons, mm-hmm. thinking about what it feels like to be a father, mm-hmm. has that changed your perspective of God as your father? Yeah, a little bit because I feel like I didn't know he had that much energy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's these two little dudes. Um, but no, it just I. It has to the extent of like when they do, when they do really really bad stuff. Not really. I mean, like how bad can stuff do for eight and a seven month old? That seven month old man pooping <laughs> you know what I mean? all the time. But when they and it's like when they'll do stuff. Half of it's funny to me, but you have to like, no, don't do that. But it's funny. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's, you know, God's got to have a sense of humor and and a lot of energy. And so he just watches, you know, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to correct you a little bit. I'm not going to send lightning bolts because that's what I always thought it was, you know, lightning bolts. But it's just that when we do dumb stuff, there's consequences. You know what I mean? And I, But I always thought it was like God's vengeance. And that's how I always had it. In my Not head. protection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's in like, love. and yeah, and, and in raising two, you, we say stuff that, that they don't like all the time, but it's for their own good. Now, they don't understand that. Just like I don't to, to this day when he protects me. You know what I mean? So the perspective of watching over and guiding and leading and, you know, it's the exact same. I don't know. We never stop learning. You know what I mean? <laughs> God shows me stuff all the time. Just, and I'm, and, and it's always from him. It's like, hey, you idiot. Like, look. You know what I mean? And that, But that's how he speaks to me because I'm hard-headed and he's got to. And we have that understanding. And, and there's, uh, you know, there's been a bunch of those times. We were at the gym the other day and, and there was this woman and she was talking, obviously, to her ex-husband. But you, they, there was a good relationship. And, and they're on the phone and I'm here hustling because we're walking up. And, and, um, and she's like, hey, did you put that check in the mail? Like, I really need to sign Junior up for... YMCA camp I've got to work and I can't have him and he's got to be here and okay cool and I was like man like I'm grateful I don't have that problem Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I don't have I've got a wonderful wife she God has blessed us with a company that she gets to stay at home taken care of and we're not money we're not worried about and I'll get grateful real quick you know what I mean like that's the one thing that I do a lot of stuff wrong all the time but the, the, the gratitude of, of like where I've come from and where I've been, like mm-hmm. I don't forget that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you're back then, you're I don't think you probably could even imagine that life could be the way it is today. No. So if you're thinking about that person who you used to be, what would have helped you during that time to move out of that place? Like if there's somebody listening that maybe they're stuck in addiction or maybe they just feel hopeless because their life is not where they expected it to be at this point, what kind of advice would you give them? Back then I, I couldn't get out. And that's the thing with addiction is like people are like, well, just stop using. Like I couldn't, that wasn't an option. And I knew like, you know what is right and wrong. Like I knew it, but I couldn't get out. I had to be, for me, I had to be like physically removed from the problem. And then in doing that, I found God's grace. But in my addiction, I prayed every night. Like I prayed every night. 
and every day and but I couldn't get out of it so like my best advice would would to be probably like remove yourself from that situation and then you know God is who he is God is still a healer God is still a fixer but God also wants me to do my part you know and I try to cut a lot of deals with God I did you know what I mean like if if you then I and that was but God doesn't have to cut deals because he's God he gets to do what he wants <laughs> surrender mm-hmm. it's the solution mm-hmm. but you got to be able to get to surrender mm-hmm. and I, I like I couldn't I knew the answer when I was in my addiction but I still couldn't and that's why addictions mm-hmm. what it is yeah. I remember thinking I remember like after being clean for like three months I remember looking back one day and, and oh my gosh I had wanted to get high for three months now when I say I did it like every day for 15 years I'm being honest like I did it every day and so that was a miracle for me mm-hmm. and that like you know what I mean like yeah. I'm like wow this 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 thing is working <laughs> you know what I mean awesome. and so it's like you know I and I to the point a second ago about you know what would you tell somebody I knew what addiction looked like I knew what heroin looked like. I knew what sticking a needle in my arm every day looked like. And so early on, I kind of cut myself a deal that, hey, I'm going to give this thing a shot. I'm going to try it out. You know what I mean? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all in. I'm going to try it out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to try God. This new way that I'm going to try this grace God, this mm-hmm. spiritual God, not religious God. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, cool. I know what heroin looks like. Mm-hmm. I know what that life looks like. So that's going to be my my base level. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try this other way out. You know what I mean? I'm going to give it a shot. And if it's not cool or if it's not fun, because that's what I was, I was always nervous about, if it's not fun, then I'll just go back to shooting here. You can always go back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's easy to go back. Mm-hmm. And that was like five going on six years ago, I think. And I haven't felt the need to go back. That's so awesome. You know what I mean? Yay, God. I know, right? <laughs> So I want to ask you another question, yep. and, and I don't know if you have an answer for this or not, but um, I think there's a lot of parents who are dealing with this with their own kids, whose kids are caught in addiction, and a lot of these parents sound like your parents, where yeah. they raised you right. right. They Absolutely. were great parents. They yeah. you know, had you in church and learning about God and all these things, and I think there can be a lot of guilt on a parent's part if their child you know, is, is struggling with addiction right. um, because they think, what have I done that caused yeah, this or yeah. what did I not do that yeah. didn't prevent this or whatever? So when you were kind of stuck in that place, what would you have said to your parents if you knew that they felt guilty about that? You know, does that yeah, yeah, no, I think, and me and my mom had had a lot of talks about this is like, so my mom's never had a drink in her life. Mm-hmm. My mom grew up in church. My mom gets it. She She's been praying for me forever, and she knew it was coming. My mom told me a long time ago that I was going to help out with the youth. And like 10 years ago, she told me that, and that came true. So my mom, she's a praying mom. She gets it. You know what I mean? My stepbrother, hey, I remember the first time I went to treatment, like 21 years old, he was like, you're never going to get this right till you get to the cross. And just let it be. Didn't judge. Didn't get mad. You know? just That's what it was. So I think a long time ago, like I've, I, I told my mom, like you didn't, you didn't cause it. You, you know what I mean? It wasn't your fault. You didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You can't cure it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the bad part that parents don't get. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I mean, like they spent gobs of money trying to send me to fancy places. I've been to like Minnesota. I've been to Birmingham. I've been to I've been I've been all over the place. 
So they can't cure it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most like, that's got to be, especially now as a parent, like the most helpless feeling because you want to be able to do something for your kids, but you can't Mm -hmm. because this is bigger than me. But I I can promise you that my mom did and, and my stepdad did nothing wrong. Yeah. It's just addiction is serious. And but nobody does anything wrong. I like the effect produced by alcohol and drugs. I enjoyed that. I was gonna go get it. And there was something broken in you that yeah, caused you to, absolutely. to reach for something to feel better. Absolutely. I was a even as an adult, I was a thirty two year old fearful five year old. You know what I mean? Like that's but like the I'm no longer a slave to fear, I am a child of God. Like that's my jam. Because that's that's Are you gonna it. say it for us right now, go for no, it. No, I'm not. You won't have one subscriber, I promise you. But, like, that's the truth. Like, being a slave to fear, like, that resonates with me, yeah, tenfold. So that's it, was what fear, it, is. it was fear that drove you to that. All yeah. fear. All driven about how am I going to feel today? Am I going to be sick? How am I going to talk to this person? Uh, I'm going to be hurting, or I can't go to work without, or I can't look for a job without. My whole life was fear and self-centered fear. That's all it was. And now it's like, I heard it a long time ago that fear and faith are the same definition. Fear is believing like wholeheartedly that something bad is going to happen. Faith is believing wholeheartedly that something good is going to happen. So either way, you're believing something's going to happen. So we get to pick. You know what I mean? And I think that's cool. So now that you've got this relationship with God, you used to think of him as this lightning bolt God. Yeah. But now what do you think about him? What What descriptive words would you use to describe who you know him to be? Like my concept of God has definitely changed. So now it's like a serene and just, I mean, obviously grace, but that almost gets overused. Loving gets overused, but that's what it is. It's, um, you know, I just have this like vision of this like monster dude and he's going to, he's going to be diesel cause he's my God. And that we just get the ability to like, you know, crawl almost like a baby up and, and pull on his robe and just get to hop in his lap. Because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. This morning, I got in the shower, put on my, my, my Pandora, and, like, I get to have a moment. Mm-hmm. And that's me, like, crawling in his lap. And that's me just saying, <sighs> And that happens throughout my day. Like, I have to stop. And, I, and I'll do it. I've got this little routine at work that I do. And I can tell when I don't do my little routine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll have to stop and do it and just, yeah, your will, not not mine. Because I'm, I'm good at taking my will back. And let's more of you and less of me. Like, that's my thing. I, I'll, I'll screw it up I got proof you know what I mean get out of the way get yeah. out of the way alright well thank you so much for sharing your story I'd love to have you close just um, praying for the listeners cool let's do it Father God we just we thank you for who you are we thank you for grace we thank you just for everything like all of this is yours uh, and we know that that our goal is, is to bring people to you and so help us walk in that you know, you're a God of victory and, and, and grace and healing and that's that's who you are so help us walk in that we ask you to that to to close any doors that need to be closed and and open the ones that that you'll have us walk through lord we just uh we continue to pray that you'll lead god and direct us because it's about kingdom business and that that's that's what we want to operate in um we love you we praise you and uh help us walk through this day in your name we pray amen amen